holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, the tender sweetness to my seasick crocodile, <laughs> Dan <laughs> Takaki. Hi, everyone. The tender sweetness yes, to your seasick? Yes, to my seasick crocodile. Oh, my goodness. I know. Mr. Grinch. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's correct. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dear Daniel, what are we watching this week? This week, we are taking a look back at the 2018 iteration of The Grinch. And And how he stole Christmas. And how he stole Christmas. Wow, wow, wow. An animated film starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the titular Grinch, as well as some other folks that we'll talk about, like Cameron Seeley, who voices Cindy Lou Who, Rashida Jones, who plays Cindy Lou Who's mom, Keenan Thompson is a new character named Bricklebomb, and it's also narrated by Pharrell Williams. Because he's happy. Because he's happy. (laughs) With his big hats. Yeah, guys, this is The Grinch. We we watched The Grinch, the 2000 Grinch last year, and I think we know what The Grinch is. We kind of knew what to expect coming into it, but was there anything that you were maybe expecting that you didn't expect to happen or that you thought might happen that didn't or did that didn't? I mean, it's The Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that it couldn't possibly be worse than the Jim Carrey one, which we've had words about. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back to season one and listen to how the Grinch dismantled capitalism. Mm -hmm. I will say, I would say that the Jim Carrey one is a little bit more anti-consumerism than this one is. For sure. Yeah, this kind of loses that whole plot. Yeah, but I liked Despicable Me. I thought that the Lorax was fine, and this is made by the same company who mm-hmm. who makes that, Illuminations, I yeah. think it's called. And what really more could my expectations be here? Hopefully see an animated Grinch. Yeah, and we knew that Benedict Cumberbatch was the Grinch. And we also knew from our research of last season when we did the Grinch that the Dr. Seuss estate makes it so that if you're going to play the Grinch, you have to be like a very specific leading man. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Benedict Cumberbatch and Jim Carrey have this in common, I guess. that mold. (laughs) All I remember was that it made a ton of money. Well, yeah. All of these Christmas movies do. No, but this beat. Oh yeah. This beat out as the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. I can see how this would attract lots of children to go to the movies at Christmas. Sure. I don't know. Want to just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what The Grinch is about? All right, The Grinch, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the titular Grinch, is. It's the Grinch. It's the story you know. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe. Yeah. So, you know, it's Christmas in Whoville. It's sweet and wholesome and everybody's happy, excited about Christmas. And Benedict Cumberbatch lives on Mount Crumpet with his dog, Max. And they're they're the Grinch. They hate Christmas. He doesn't like it. We find out the reason he hates Christmas is because when he was a child, he was an orphan. And he didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way that everybody else got to celebrate it. And so that's the reason he doesn't like Christmas. Can I interject? Yes. Do we get any of the reason why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas in the original Dr. Seuss? In the book? Yeah. I think he just doesn't like how cheerful they okay. are. Okay, here's the thing. I'm I'm going to get into this in my fun facts, but we need to stop giving people backstories. <laughs> we don't need a Joker backstory. We don't need a Grinch backstory. Sometimes people are just chaotic. Sometimes people are just bad. Yeah. 
That's it. I agree. In the Jim Carrey one, he was bullied. So that's why he became evil. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's because he was adopted. Well, no, he wasn't adopted. He wasn't adopted. Yeah, I basically. Guess. He was just like left alone on Christmas in this foster home or this orphanage. Yeah. To be fair, the Grinch generally doesn't try to steal Christmas. This seems to be the first time. He's just kind of in hiding. So he's not really a villain. No. So that's the other thing. In the Jim Carrey Grinch, everyone is fully afraid of him. He's this like looming threat. But in this one, he just is around and lives just outside of town. He's got like a nice home in this mountain. And yeah, just he's got a really nice home. Comes into town every once in a while and goes shopping for his things <laughs> to get food for his dog and for himself. And like he's not like eating garbage or whatever. He just... Yeah, what? what why, why is the Grinch a villain? He seems fine. I don't know. I mean, I think in this one, why is he not a villain? <laughs> he's just kind of nice. I think he's not mean enough in this one. Oh. I don't think he's remotely mean in this one. The song is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and I saw no meanness for him. I was going to put this in my notes, and I'm going to let you continue your recap. But I'm going to say, also, in like the original Grinch and in the Jim Carrey Grinch, he's really crappy to his dog. And in this one, he's really nice to his dog. Yeah, I mean, he's like mean to him at points, but most of the time he's generally treats him well and max does all his work for him like he brings him right but max is like happy in this one yeah that's true i can't imagine the illumination studios trying to like make a sad dog the minions producers aren't gonna make a sad dog in these movies i'm gonna let you continue because everyone in our audience definitely has never heard of what the grinch is before go on right so he steals christmas and does it pretty well until he eventually meets Cindy Lou Who, who has a different story than in the 2000 Grinch, so we'll get into that in a minute. She convinces him that people can be good and not super greedy, and so he has a change of heart, and then goes and apologizes to everybody, delivers all the presents. He gets to have dinner with Cindy Lou Who's family. Gets to have dinner with Cindy Lou Who's family, and... Wait, one of your predictions was that the Grinch was going to hook up with the mom, which didn't happen. Yes, yes, I did predict that. So I'll, when I get into Cindy Lou Who's story, I'll touch on that a little bit more. Just some other notes about this story. Like we said, he's, no one's really afraid of him. He's got People in the town that just know him, that think they're friends. Like, there's a new character in the movie called Bricklebomb, played by Kenan Thompson. And he's just someone who lives in town and is excited about Christmas. And every time the Grinch comes to town, he passes his house and he thinks they're friends and just is excited to see him. The Grinch doesn't care for him. But it's almost like in this one, the Grinch is kind of more scared of going into town than people are to go up on Mount Crumpet. But that seems like more of a social anxiety fear than an actual fear, (laughs) which relatable. So let's touch on Cindy Lou Who for a minute. Yeah. Cindy Lou Who, same cute little blonde girl. She in this movie, instead of having her family work at the post office and have like all this competition with all the neighbors, Her mom is just a single mom that has her and her two twin brothers. And so for Christmas, Cindy Lou Who, all she wants is for her mom to be happy and to be less stressed and more relaxed than just to have a break. And it's very wholesome and it's very sweet. It's very cute. This is a cuter arc for Cindy Lou Who, I would say. Yeah, she's not trying to like learn about the Grinch. She just wants her mom to be happy. Yeah. And so her main plot of the movie is she is planning to trap Santa Claus. Yeah. With her friends. With her friends. And she develops this plan with her friends to capture Santa Claus, only so she can request specifically that her mom have a happy Christmas and have a nice Christmas and a nice rest of the year because she doesn't think sending a letter is going to get the message across. And so she has to capture Santa, which she succeeds in doing, and which is how it ends up being that Cindy Lou Who meets the Grinch and convinces him that not everybody's greedy and bad. 
Exactly. So I have a very important question, which is our new one-time segment. <laughs> our new recurring segment that we do and only once. That we've all, we're only going to do this one time. <laughs> we love those, like the reindeer games. How would you catch Santa Claus? Because in the film, she goes through this whole series of things. There's like a cookie. She like engineers some very like Macaulay Culkin Home Alone type contraptions to try and catch Santa. She wants to stay up, but she knows she can't. She sets alarms. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So what would you do to catch Santa Claus? So I thought up a couple different ideas and I just jotted down Mm -hmm. some notes. Uh Number one, comes down the chimney. What's waiting at the bottom of the chimney? Marbles. He's coming down the (laughs) chimney, takes a step, slips all over the marbles, Uh falls on the floor, makes a big thud, Uh wakes me up, I catch him. I'll obviously be sitting right next to the fireplace. Oh, I see. And I think I would just sit on it. Like, I'd just, like, jump and sit on him. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's one option. You have a complex about having been a chunky little kid. Yeah, so I think I could handle it. (laughs) Option two for the marble release, instead of me just having them there, Mm -hmm. is there's, like, a system rigged up where when he pulls on the stockings, it releases a bunch of marbles, and then he falls and gets tangled up in the marbles and the stockings. That sounds like a marvelous plan thank you thank you (laughs) you're welcome the last plan that i wrote down says when he crosses the threshold of the fireplace he'll step and step into a rope which will spring a box trap that will encase him in a giant (laughs) present like in a giant (laughs) present box wrapped with a bow on top and there's only just like an opening where i can see his face you know oh uh uh-huh so it'll be like very comical very on theme present trap that will trap him and then i'll be able to talk to him sure and tell him what i need yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's those are my plans to trap Santa. How would you capture Santa? So this game was my idea, and then I proceeded to not make plans. So we are going on the fly here. I, I want to point out a couple of differences. In your home, there is a fireplace. That's true. In my home, there was not a fireplace. Because mm. I grew up in South Florida. That's true. You also didn't believe in Santa. <laughs> that doesn't matter i was about to ask how does santa come into your how was it explained that santa was supposed to show up never told that santa claus was real right we've talked about this on season one i know that's why i was like wait never mind but we did i did dress up like santa claus once for my little brother oh that's who only grew up in the florida house so he just came through the front door because what what is a a santa supposed to do oh i guess so yeah yeah i guess no one's ever thought about that just him coming into the front door except you No like one. that there had to be some creative way he enters the house just walk in i guess yeah he just kind of walks in <laughs> i grew up in this area that's like right next to the Everglades. sure and i grew up in a gated community i understand the privilege and it was just a very weird community palm trees whatever mm-hmm. and we had this thing basically these people that just like drove around this gated neighborhood in golf carts right just to make sure that like i don't know no one was trespassing i never really understood what their thing was yeah Ugh, the police. They weren't like police, though. They were just like, they're like hey, what they're are you like doing here? Glorified RAs, just yeah. doing rounds. Yeah, it was weird. They don't really know what they're looking for, but if they see something weird, then they'd be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, so they, well, at least when I was a kid, it used, was it golf carts? Did they have real trucks? Who is to say? I don't know. But what I would do is that I would steal a, a golf cart. A golf cart with that thing, and I would impersonate like an authority figure. Oh. And I would threaten to arrest santa scare him oh 
Okay, Miss <laughs> Abolitionist. Miss Acab. Gonna impersonate a cop to trap Santa. You know Santa. what? You're right. You're right. That's not good. Scratch it. Scratch it. Scratch it. Okay. Santa comes into my front door. Sure. There I am. Childhood. I'm sleeping in my living room, I guess. And I look at Santa. I would put string at the entrance so that he would trip. Like I would just tape it at the entrance of the door mm-hmm. so that he would trip. And then I would put inflatable mattress so that he would land on it because i don't want him to get hurt sure i don't want him to get hurt i don't want him to get hurt but then i would have it but you'd call the cops i'm not calling the cops on him i am the cops i'm stealing property from the police a cab a cab okay okay (laughs) anyway so he lands on the mattress mattress which i have engineered to be like a squeaky toy oh okay which wakes me up and then, I mean, I was already tall as a kid. I would just tackle him. I don't think this has to be that complicated. He just has a trip, loud noise. Hey, Santa. I know Santa's whole thing is like he's got a lot of rounds to do and like he's got to gotta go all over the place to get things done. Sure. In my experience, Santa has never been like against seeing people. And anytime you see him in a movie or a book, he's always like, oh, go back to sleep. That's true. You know? That's true. What if you just waited for him? I think that some iterations of Santa are like, he won't show up unless you're asleep. Mm-mm-mm. I always thought that was just a parent's thing to get you to go to sleep. I mean, I certainly believed that at times. Sure. And then I was like, oh, they just want us to go to sleep so they can put the presents out. Did you think he came down the chimney? Yeah, for a minute. Again, <laughs> as we mentioned last year, I had it ruined for me by the time I was four. So I didn't have a lot of time to really play around with the space. <laughs> play around with the space? What are you? In the freshman movement class? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have time to explore what the options might be. I really, really do any critical thinking about what would have happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I would do is I would dress up like an alligator, because that would be on theme. And then I would, like, bite his legs with my alligator costume, which would be my arm. Or I would just sneak in the sleigh. I mean, if we're going through all the trouble of trying to to scoop Santa, Mm -hmm. why don't I get scooped by Santa? I didn't love my childhood. Now that I'm thinking about it, one of the reasons he goes down the chimney is because he parks the sleigh on the roof. That's the whole thing. Not in my house. Not at your house? No. Okay. Those shingles have been through it from the hurricanes, okay? He parks right on the point of it. They're expensive. And every year they get wrecked by a hurricane. He replaces the shingles for Christmas every year. We'd hear a lot less complaining if that was the case. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that is all the recap I have for this movie. It's very wholesome. It's very sweet. I do have some notes about it, though. But do you have some notes you want to get into on this? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say that I did like this movie. We were like, this is cute. Mm -hmm. This is perfectly cute. Yeah. I did look up some reviews about the movie after the fact. Okay. That's always an an interesting choice. Sure. I don't care what critics have to say about anything famously. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be a critic as... (laughs) <laughs> evidenced by this podcast. Oh, this podcast, yeah. <laughs> Our opinions don't matter. Why would someone else's? So the like recurring themes in these reviews was, was this movie necessary? Mm, fair. To which I have to say, what is necessary? Think about it. Well, I thought about it. And <laughs> this movie is not necessary. But I don't think that any Grinch iteration besides like the original is necessary. Sure. But it's harmless, and it made a lot of people money. I hope it made some nice animators some money. You know, I don't think it hurt anyone. No. So, more power to you. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really sweet. It's longer than the original one, so the vibes last longer. The animation's really cute. Mm -hmm. It's that Minions, Lorax, Horton Hears a Who 
animation. Like, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't sound like Benedict Cumberbatch, but <laughs> that's yeah, okay. He's lost his distinct, like, hello, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent. It's more high-pitched. The people love your voices. What's Benedict Cumberbatch's smog? Is it going to drop that on me Yeah, right I'm now? just going to drop that on you right now. All right. This is my best Benedict Cumberbatch as smog from The Hobbit impression, which is actually Benedict Cumberbatch impersonating his dad reading smog, for, for those of you who don't know. Dan loves The Hobbit. It's like his favorite book. I really hope we cut this, but <laughs> you're editing this episode, so we'll see. <laughs> I kill where I wish and none dare resist. I lay low the warriors of old, and their like is not in the world today. Then I was young and tender. Now I am old and strong. Thief in the shadows. That's it. That wasn't bad. Thank you. That, that was, was just no practice on that. I, I know. That, I, I literally just dropped that on you. I haven't done a smog in a very long time because you don't like it. I know. So. I didn't like it. I'll be honest. But Let me know what you think, good. guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So it wasn't Benedict Cumberbatch doing that. Oh, no. It was just him being like, hi. I'm the Grinch. Max, come on. Let's go get you some food. All right. Benedict Cumberbatch doing a Chicago accent. I mean, basically, that's what he's doing. <laughs> Had a lot of fun, but what are your notes? Like you said, this movie just kind of feels like a rehash of the original. It's it's a little bit longer, like you said, but it's only 90 minutes, so it's, it's pretty quick. I definitely liked it better than the 2000 Grinch, and I think it's... It's much more palatable just yeah. for like a younger, newer audience to dive into the Grinch. There were a lot of side characters that I liked in this one. Yeah, they were um, really cute. Bricklebomb, Keenan Thompson's character, very good, just very wholesome and jolly. There's a plot line I didn't really talk about where after the Grinch has decided to steal Christmas, he's like, I need a reindeer. And so instead of just making Max a reindeer, he goes on like this quest to go find a bunch of reindeer. <laughs> yeah. And so he ends up finding a very plump, fat reindeer that he names Fred. And so there's this whole bit where this just like really chonky reindeer, they do like, there's like a training montage of them. I think the DM got out of hand here with the Grinch because <laughs> he's just like, now there's a side quest. I mean, that's basically what it was. They were like, what, what are B plots with movies if not side quests? Wow. Controversial and brave. I think, that's, I think that's just what it is. 2021. But yeah, Fred the reindeer was great. He has like a family that he ends up leaving and going to spend time with after not being able to help the Grinch, but yeah. then saves the Grinch at the end. It's great. Max, the dog, it's great. Lots of opportunity for merch. Yeah. Kids toys. Kids toys. Probably at Universal Studios, ton of, ton of Grinch merch there now. Definitely. I thought it was weird that no one's just afraid of the Grinch. Yeah, at all. I think he's not mean enough in this. He's not grumpy or anything, and so that... That doesn't make it like an intimidating... Looming threat. Looming threat or yeah. anything. But yeah, I really liked it. It was super clean and wholesome. It wasn't disgusting in the yeah, way that the Jim Carrey one was. Ugh. He's not eating literal garbage. And I think even if he was, it wouldn't have been as bad because it was animated. <laughs> I think animating the Grinch is what you have to do. It's a little too weird and real to have him be real life. Well, yeah. It's also like the Who's are kind of people. Yeah. Well... And they, like, look like they have pig snouts in the 2000... I know we're referencing the 2000 Grinch because that's not what everyone knows. Yeah. But, like, 
it's bad guys it's so gross yeah it's not it's not a good movie as we've said <laughs> tyler the creator has his own you're a mean one mr grinch in this oh yeah which is kind of fun it's good yeah those are all my notes i liked it a lot but it was just kind of a movie and it exists and it's good that it exists but it's just kind of there please stop making grinch movies so we can stop reviewing grinch movies. i think this is the last one i think i say that and then in 20 years we'll see what happens <laughs> season 22 of the of 12 days pod the people want it we'll give it to them we'll keep doing it do you have any fun facts or trivia or weird little tidbits about this movie that you found yeah i have a lot of fun little facts so the studio originally wanted benedict cumberbatch to voice the grinch using his natural voice his like sherlocky voice Mm -hmm. but benedict felt that since the rest of the cast was american the grinch should have an american accent okay yeah that makes sense and there's a lot of different choices that bento box copper wire made (laughs) yeah bento box copper wire can you give me no 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 give me like four more names Give me four more Benedict Cumberbatch butcherings. I would like to thank benedictcumberbatchgenerator.tumblr.com for these. Great. Dive back into your Tumblr days. Let us know. Betty Boop Lingerie uh, (laughs) is a really like, he's a brainy actor. He's one of those actors who like really takes his craft super seriously. Very British, you know, like the standard thing. Yeah. And so Billy Bong Toodle Snoot was like in all these interviews so hyper cerebral about things i have to read you some quotes that he had to say please god i love him he's so pretentious i love we love benedict okay like we're big fans of dr strange we love sherlock like we we love you know smog like we love benedict cumberbatch in his home so like i don't want to besmirch the name of snortle dink curdle dog (laughs) that's not even that's not even remotely close (laughs) blubber whale craggle patch (laughs) benetton kryptonite Rumble sack cottage cheese. That's not. No. Blender dick canker sore. There it is. <laughs> Old blender dick. That's what we call him in this house. <laughs> Tell me some quotes from Bumble Crumble Crumble Crumble. Yeah, you got it. Quote, for this character, a little bit like Smog, he lives in a mountain and he's quite <laughs> angry and isolated and alone. <laughs> So apart from talking to Mac, who doesn't verbalize, it helped for the character in this instant regarding like doing motion capture stuff. Mm-hmm. It does get very weird if you're doing quick fire dialogue and you're not in the room with the people you're acting. Sorry, in. did he do mocap for this movie? Yeah, he oh did. my god. He did. I know I know he did mocap for smog. Yeah. Like infamously he did, and it was like part of his audition that he just asked to do it. Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't like a ton of like movement with this thing. You know, they just I, I don't I, I love I love that for him. I, I love that he did mocap for this movie. It really is a testament to Build a Bear Kundi Snatch that he had so much to say because he was asked if the movie was always the direction of the storybook, like before, like mm-hmm. if it was going to follow like the literal direction of the storybook. Yeah. Because he just kind of like signed on, right, to do The Grinch. Sure. And he says, quote, you don't necessarily get the whole script. There's pitches all along the way and you know where it's going. But I did say quite early on, I really want to know why he is the way he is. Benny, no, no, we don't need this much backstory. He continues, maybe there's a reason behind that, that he's been hurt before. Why is he outside? Why is he green? Why does he live? This is a direct quote. Why does he live on his own in a mountain? What is that all about? The sort of motivational questions that a navel-gazing actor always asks. Self-aware, love that about him. But you do need to make sense of the characters. They can't just exist in a vacuum, even if they're animated characters in a family film. I disagree. Let things exist in a vacuum. Okay, but to be fair, the answer they gave him for that was, I don't know, orphan? (laughs) 
Never got a story as to why he's green. Never. I, just natural. Natural. Just natural naturally pigment. green. Yeah. Love that. Another fun fact, which I really liked, as we mentioned, this is the same studio who did Despicable Me. In Despicable Me 3, which mm-hmm. came out in 2017, really milking that cash cow. I did think it, I saw it. Did that really come out that mo- that recently? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, baby. It's 2021. In Despicable Me 3, the oldest of Gru's girls, Margot, mm-hmm. is seen wearing a t-shirt with the version of the Grinch that came out in 2018. 2018. Oh. So this is a nod to the upcoming movie. In Despicable Me, which came out in 2010, Margot Margo had a Lorax shirt. Oh. Teasing Illumination Entertainment's The Lorax, which came out in 2012, well, which was also a Dr. Seuss movie. What was Margo wearing at Despicable Me too? I don't know. Seems like sloppy work from the Despicable Me team. <laughs> not See, dropping something in there. Yeah, else. it's the Despicable Me team and not me Googling IMDb fun facts two minutes before recording. No, no, we can't give away our secrets. <laughs> In this version of The Grinch, he comes up with the plan to steal Christmas on December 21st mm-hmm. rather than on Christmas Eve, which gives him time to develop these gadgets, which you didn't touch on. But he has oh, a very yeah. like Tony Stark, Iron Man 1 montage of just engineering a bunch of different ways. He like sends like a drone to like investigate. To like Whoville. scope out the land and yeah. like come up with the most optimal route. He's got these like extendo boots and I don't remember what else he's got. But yeah, he forgot he's got a lot of these little gadgets. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like really well read and brilliant in this one. Yeah, he's very smart. There's a scene where the Grinch throws his alarm at like a book. Mm -hmm. And that book is titled Spelunking for Beginners, which is about cave exploring. Because that's what spelunking is. You're familiar. I am. And so that's kind of cute, you know, all these little sweet little details. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's probably how he developed his nice house and his cave. Now I'm going to ask you one trivia question. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. This was Benny Batch's second animated movie. Okay. What was the first? It came out in 2014. 2014. There is an animal... In the title. An animal in the title. This is not what he was in. This is a separate thing. But I know he did a voiceover for like a penguin documentary and he kept calling them penguins. Is it uh, Happy Feet 2? March N- of the Penguins? No. That's very close. Penguins of Madagascar. And it was also, this movie was released a month before Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, also starring Benny, where he was the voice of the main antagonist, Shere Khan. Khan. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Yeah. We should keep watching Sherlock. We kind of dropped off. Yeah. We'll get back to it. All right. Well, we got we'll... a lot of shows to watch still. <laughs> no, I know. I know. We do. That's it for me on the fun facts front. Sweet. Great. Well, all right, gang. As we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As a tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. And for reference, as we mentioned, Last time, Kara gave the 2000 Grinch a one, and I gave <laughs> I it. Stand a, by that. I gave it a two and a half, which I also stand by. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas do you rank the 2018 animated Grinch? I'm gonna give it six geese a laying. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a perfectly adequate film i think it's cute i think it's pretty i think there are better christmas movies i think it's harmless i don't think i'll remember this movie yeah to be honest Mm -hmm. i'm glad everyone made a lot of money i guess i hope they were taxed properly for it that's your main takeaway (laughs) that's my main takeaway if you're gonna make a lot of money i hope you're contributing to society the correct amount so six geese a laying perfectly fine i like geese so you know there's that (laughs) Yeah? These yeah. aren't like mean Canadian geese? No, 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 no. 
Just simple, oh, simple good regular geese. geese. Good, good geese. <laughs> good geese. Yeah. So how about you? How many days of Christmas would you give to 2018's The Grinch? I'm also going to give the six geese a lay. No, boo. <laughs> Those are my good geese. <laughs> my geese aren't as good. <laughs> My geese are mean geese to make up for the fact that he wasn't mean in this movie. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I really like this movie. It's super wholesome, but he wasn't mean. I know I keep harping on that, but like, that's the whole thing. That's the I whole... also couldn't tell it was Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that's the whole thing is that they're supposed to be mean. He's supposed to be mean. And I'm like, he wasn't intimidating. He I wasn't know. a scary Grinch. He was just a very clever loner that lived alone and wanted also- to don't need backstory let villains be villains for the sake of chaos for christ's sake i know also if you're gonna lean into this thing where like there's like a hint of like maybe he'll hook up with the mom at the end of the movie (laughs) do it commit (laughs) at the end of the movie it just is like him like matriculating into society yeah he's so cute with his little tie and he's like hanging out and making friends and it's super sweet and it's super nice but like that's kind of it the mom and him have like interactions but it's nothing like oh something's brewing if we're gonna give a different angle to the grinch and make him super wholesome give him some love at the end (laughs) yeah i mean give it a beauty and the beast type arc sure exactly you know yeah yeah i hear you um i'm here on team no backstory stop making backstories for villains i don't need it i don't want it some people are just bad it's fine i i could care less about the grinch's backstory Whether we have it or not, I don't think this movie was about the Grinch's backstory in a way that the 2000 Grinch was. But it also wasn't about Cindy Lou Who. This one was about Cindy Lou Who. Not really. Yeah, it was. I think she had a very prominent role of being like, here's how I'm going to trap Santa. I want to trap Santa <laughs> to make sure that I can tell him that I, I need his help. And I think <laughs> I think they made it a point to be more about Cindy Lou Who than the other one. It was also a lot shorter. Yeah. So, you know. Listen. If you want to take your kid to like an outdoor screening at your local outdoor, <laughs> you said this about another movie we you watched. Know, okay, last this was the thing. People like you know, like they take their kid. Like when we went to the Christmas market last year, and there's just like a they were just playing Elf outside on like an inflatable screen. Right. If you want to take your kid to this? Yeah, take them. No, I I agree. <laughs> I just mean you just offered that specific scenario last year for another movie. Listen, we, watched. we are a niche podcast. I'm gonna repeat my opinions sometimes. People seem to love it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, if you can if you can find this somewhere to watch, I would recommend watching it. It's nice. It's wholesome. And... Don't pay to watch it though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like if you're already if you're already paying for a service that then puts this ser- movie on there, then I would watch it. I don't know what service that is. We had to pay for to watch it. <laughs> I think that's about sums it up. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. We are only 64 days away from Christmas, and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends and family if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at the 1984 possibly cult classic gremlins we're watching the gremlins we are watching the gremlins for our spooky movie of the year because this is supposed to be christmasy spooky it's christmasy spooky have you seen gremlins i saw gremlins when i was like eight Mm -hmm. so it's been a very long time very excited i of course have not seen it stay away from water folks and as we say every episode merry Merry christmas Christmas.